Play, if this happened in the playoffs atmosphere, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Those th third quarter letdowns are going to be huge for the Bulls. But anyway, for anyone who's just joining, if this is your first time, this is Chicago Bulls Central. Welcome. This is our after show uh, for the game, the Bulls versus the Knicks. We'll be breaking down everything uh, in the first part of the, the stream. Second half of the stream, it really turns into just a conversation with the viewers. I really go to the chat, see what they've been saying, and we just have a conversation back and forth. Um, so... We'll, we'll, we'll break all that down. But the Bulls, great first half, right? Playing with the ball open. But in the second half, thank God for fucking Alex. Alex Caruso had two big plays. I'm just talking specifically down the shirts. He had more than that in the second half. He had way more than that in the first half. But really, just having Alex Caruso on this team, it's just so evident how much he changes and how many more possessions he gets to the Bulls by just having his, heads up, his head up. Like, I don't know how many steals he officially ended up with. I'll look. Uh, he, he ended the game with four steals, but it felt like he should have had eight, like, cause he just on every loose ball, um, like so many times that he disrupted what the other team wanted to do passing wise. And he, and he caused them, uh, to, to overlook that. Like it's, he's just a great player. The bulls with 10 steals overall in this game, the New York Knicks also had 10 steals. The bulls had 15 turnovers to the New York Knicks, uh, 18 turnovers. Now, while that's concerning, right, is that the bulls went into the half with only seven turnovers, whereas the Knicks had 12 turnovers. So it was quite a different uh, battle with the game turnover-wise in that second half. Um, the, the Knicks also, I think they only hit one three in the halftime overall. They hit nine, uh, eight more in the, in the second half. They were nine for 26 from three-point um, in this game for 34.4%. The Bulls, which went going into halftime, shot a great, I think they were like 60% from three, uh, 11 ended up 11 from 29 for 37.9 percent not horrible right it's good that they're shooting more threes um because they're that, like three points taken or made they're really low in the league as far as but this was a solid game the bench even showed up we had um what almost 20 points off the bench again not not going to lead the league at all but uh great great output from the bench uh, uh troy brown jr didn't really do play any in the second half like he did in the first half but uh, Alex Caruso, the key thing here is when we talk about the importance of Alex Caruso, plus minus of plus 21 in this game, plus 21. Oh, we got Juju waiting. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and add Juju on to the stream. What's going Yo, on, bro? What's, what's going, good, what's going on, Juju, man? Oh, uh, bro. Were you losing your shit in the third quarter? Like I was, bro, bro, bro. I was <laughs> finna explode because it, the, the thing that was really making me finna explode is because like. The first half, we were playing great. We were playing yeah. a totally different way, not, not only offensively, but defensively. And like you said, whatever adjustments we made in the second half going into the locker room, um, it, it really affected us in the second half, man. And it, I thought we were going to lose that game, especially even in the fourth quarter as well, man. Julius Randle, man, he, he had a way better game this game versus the first one. And um, thankfully, he can't shoot free throws, though. Yeah. It, oh man, if if he hit those free throws that it, that he missed, man, this this game is way more difficult down the stretch. He ended up being two for five from th from uh, free throws, but he all of those five came. It felt like in the fourth in the uh, fourth quarter, and yeah, thank God right. he missed. But a big game from him, thirty points from him. Um, Evan Fournier as well, hitting hitting wide open threes, really helping them uh, take the lead away at one point and will it will it down like they did, but. Man, I'm telling you what, down this stretch, I'm sitting here looking at this game like if these motherfuckers lose this game, bro, the meltdown. But thank God that they were able to pull it out, man. Um, 
But like, right. yeah, so what, what, one of the things like I've been talking about on my channel for a while now is the trend of the Bulls third quarter. Last three games, they've won the third quarters except this one. Um, but historically, I think I went back like at the point I went back like eight to eight to ten games and they won two third quarters out of ten games they won. Um, and this it's it, again, I like Billy Donovan as a coach. But when you see right. a trend like that being there, that has to re- like, yeah, the Bulls need to also hit their shots. Right. But it says something to what the coach isn't doing. I think. What do you think? Right. Um, we could be a way better team if Billy Donovan uh, coached uh, coach the team a little bit better. Um, I, I'm not saying he's not doing a, a great job. I, I think he's definitely going to be in there, you know, for um, potentially coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he's definitely doing a good job. But seeing a, a lot of the meltdowns that we've had this year, man, it, it, it shows that he has a couple weaknesses in his coaching ability. Um I don't know. I, I think I don't know if it's because he does have a lot of talent. And when you do have a lot of star players, you know, sometimes less coaching is the best coaching. So but at, at the same time, when we do get to those playoff moments, when we do play against better teams, because, I mean, I think the Knicks are uh, a pretty de- a solid team. But um, when we start playing like the Nets or, you know, even the Hornets was a tough game, for instance, uh, where it was the same type of situation where, you know, we had the game up until, you know, the fourth quarter, and we, we kind of sort of melt down. And um, I think Billy Donovan definitely has to do um, a little bit of a better job, but um, I think he's doing a great job so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of factors that go into it. I mean, they, overall, he is doing a good job. Uh, the Bulls are, are winning way more than they're losing, so there is something to that. But I just worry about how those third quarters are going to continue to go, especially when we're playing great teams. But let's talk about DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, in the fourth quarter of this game. A, also, I, you know, we have to be honest, right? I talk a lot about how great Lonzo is and the things that he does for the team. But Lon- right. this game could have easily not been an issue in the third quarter. Lonzo had three different wide-open three-point shots in the, down the yep. stretch that he just could not hit. And, you know, I mean, every, every shooter, every scorer, every player is going to have cold games. And now he's shooting over 40% for this season. So, I mean, he's been doing a great job overall. But two for ten um in this game and especially a lot of those coming down the stretch where we needed him to hit a couple of big buckets if Alonzo would have hit one even one out of those those three three pointers that I'm talking about I think it would have took the momentum out of the crowd which would have affected the Knicks what do you think about that right I mean I totally agree um you know shooters have an off night from time to time and like you said overall Lonzo Ball has had a great um shooting season unfortunately yeah he did struggle but at some point Lonzo Ball you can't stand on the perimeter every time you know sometimes you have to be able to pump fake drag you know because he, he was pumped he was getting guys off their feet you yeah. know Mitchell Robinson he was getting a couple guys off his feet could have easily pumped fake got to the rim get to the free throw line those are the things that's really missing with Lonzo Ball because when he falls in love with a three-point shot yeah it's good and all when he's hitting but when it's not hitting his office of game overall from a scoring perspective you know, really goes away. So he, he has to work on driving to the hoop, you know. So it's even if he hit a three, yeah, it, it would have taken the crowd and all of that. But, I mean, you, you got to be able to do more than just, you know, shoot threes, especially when you're having an off like, off night like tonight, man. Yeah, and it seemed like at one point he did make a play where it seemed like he was going to try to try to go to the rim a little bit. I think he got blocked. And then that, at that point it was just like, all right, I, I'm, I'm just going to do everything else rather than try to score uh, to, to get us down the stretch. But DeMar, DeMar again, I know people hate on him for ISO ball. Let's just say this right now. I'm going on record right now to say not only is DeMar DeRozan the best offensive, I'm sorry, offseason signing this season, DeMar DeRozan may be the Bulls' best free agent signing 
ever. What do you think? Um, about are that? we going back to like the to like the nineties too with the Bulls teams? Then I mean, too? so or the, just... by, by this 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 is what I mean by this is that the Bulls made even the nineties team they made what I mean Dennis Rodman right? You can't take that away. But mm. the Bulls already had great uh, two great players on their team. By what I what I mean by Demar Derozan maybe the best signing for the Bulls is that a he's playing above what people thought he would. Like people thought Demar was damn near about to be washed up. He's having maybe the best season of his career. But what he's able to do with keeping the Bulls in games with getting to the free, low, free, free throw line, taking over games scoring-wise, yes, Caruso is amazing. Ball, amazing. But when it comes down the stretch yep. and you need a bucket, it's been De- DeMar's leading the league in fourth quarter <laughs> score. I mean, four, fourth quarter point scored. Come on, man. Right. Um, I totally agree with uh, a bit of what you're saying. Uh, the only part I disagree with is just like – when you mentioned Dennis Rodman, yes, DeMar DeRozan is probably a better player than, like, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, for sure. But, like, Dennis Rodman was a very, very, very important piece to multiple championships. Absolutely. So, until this until this style of play wins the Bulls a championship, I can't totally say that. But, it, you know, if they start winning, you know, I, I think I could agree with that. You know, the, the Bulls have never really ever <laughs> – Ever, especially if we're talking about you know the last ten years, fifteen yeah. years for sure, and he's definitely the best signing. And, and that's not to take away from what what Dennis Rodman meant to those championship teams because he absolutely was important. But the the reason why I say that, and again, I may be getting caught up in excitement right now, admittedly. But it's true. The thing is, is do you believe that the Bulls could have still won titles without Dennis Rodman more so than you mm. believe that the Bulls can be playing at this level without Demar Derozan? Mm, that, that's it, it depends on, on on a couple other factors right now. Yeah, but that's a very good question. Um, mm, see, I think it's yes and yes. Like, I don't think the Bulls win as many championships without Dennis Rodman, mm-hmm. and I also don't think this team is as good without Demar Derozan. So, you know, fair enough. Yeah, so both fair both fair questions, enough. I guess. Fair enough. All right, cool. Uh. Levine's game. Well, no, let's talk about Vooch because I feel like I always overlook Vooch because yep. I take him for granted. Vooch, again, putting it together. 27 points, seven rebounds, three mm. assists, one block, no steals or anything, only two turnovers in this game. Vooch yep. is back. This is the this is the all-star center that we that we traded for last year. And that, you know, he yep. had he had two solid games before he went down um with COVID. He came back. I, I can't remember how he played that first game back, but Vooch is here. And I, for everyone who who were saying we should have kept Wendell, I, I hope you all are eating that crow right now because this is what we need from Vooch. What do you think, Ju? No, uh, whoever said that, nah, you you chipping, man. Yeah, I gotta stop. <laughs> Vucevic, man, I'm loving what he's doing, and like you said, since he's come back, really, I would say before COVID, like those couple games before COVID, you could see him start to turn it on. But specifically, I would say the second game when he came back from COVID, not really the first game, he struggled the first game, but that second game, he was balling. And I mean, he, he's rebounding. Obviously, he's been rebounding all season, but now a bulk of what he's doing, he's hitting shots. I mean, we're seeing Zach Levine. He, we're seeing him set screens for Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and they're getting double teamed off of those screens. And Vucevic is, you know, more or less wide open every time, either if it's at the free throw line, at the elbow, or at the top of the key. And, you know, right now he's knocking down those shots. And when he's playing like this, Hayes, I mean, the Chicago Bulls are scared because now they got yeah. that third guy that they've been looking for all season. So, man, it, Vucevic needs to continue this, this uh, play that he's doing that. Def- definitely. 
Definitely. All right, let's start going uh, to the viewers. Let's go to some comments. Let's find some in here. Give me one second. So we got some. Uh, this is a good one to start with. We took it too casual. Brought in Tony Brown expecting an easy W. A uh, Troy Brown, sorry. Troy Brown Jr. expecting an easy W. Um, I don't know if the Bulls expected an easy W. I, 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 don't, I don't think to believe that the Bulls just have, they played another flat third quarter. Even bringing in Troy, Troy Brown Jr., um, he played very well in the first in the first half, extremely well in this mm-hmm. in the first half. So I don't know if I believe if I agree with that one as much. I understand what you're getting at, but I think overall this is just a problem that we're seeing with this team that hopefully they overcome with come before the playoffs. What do you think, Juju? Um, yeah, um, I don't think it was a thing where you know they were you know taking the Knicks with any type of um you know they were taking the Knicks seriously. Um, I, I just think he put out Troy Brown Jr. because, you know, he brings a couple things to the game. And plus, like you said, the first time he was playing very well, knocking down the shots. Obviously, you know, he's long, he's tall. So defensively, you know, he, he's versatile. So, I mean, I just thought, you know, he brought him in because he was he was playing solid. So um, I don't think that was a bad thing. But, um, yeah, at the end, he he obviously went back to that lineup that we need out there with Caruso, um, Levine, the starters, basically. And, um, you know, we won the game. Yep, and that's what it all, what it all boils down to. Uh, next, Shamar. Uh, Demar had thirty four. Yes, sir. He might be our best player. Demar isn't the best player. Let's, I, I, and I get like no. Yeah, people focus too much on scoring. Like Demar is not our best player, especially right. because sometimes he gets tunnel vision. But don't get me wrong. He mm-hmm. he is a very important key to what to everything that we do. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, Demar. It, you could argue Demar might be our most. You know. I don't even want to say more, most important. I don't know. Um, he's our best fourth quarter player, but Zach, man, Zach is too good, man. Yeah. Stop. Especially when Zach is playing calm, cool, and collected and intentional, and he's not getting frustrated or letting calls or anything get in his – like, Zach out there, when Zach just knows he can he can score when he needs to, is so dangerous because he scores on all three levels, right? Um, he's passing right. better. He's not getting as many assists as last season, but he's passing. Like, the way he moves the ball when he – when he doesn't have a shot, again, when he's not defaulting to ISO ball, has been great. And then include Zach's defense, man. I'm going to do a video at some point on Zach's defense this season. Zach's defense is if he takes it up another notch, probably by next season defensively, we're definitely looking at, at Zach being can, perennial in in uh, MVP votes. Not necessarily in top two or anything, but he's going to be getting MVP votes most times and not if he keeps ascending. What do you think? Facts. Uh, Zach Levine, man, his, his defense is definitely underrated. He's definitely improved from, you know, the last two or three years. Um, You can see that, you know, I, I saw him in the um, summer running 5-on-5 with a lot of NBA players, you know, working on his defense. So a lot of that hard work just pays off, man. And uh, with the DeMar DeRozan thing, I mean, uh, you kind of got to give Zach Levine a little bit of credit because he is deferring to DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, that's a big part of why De- DeMar DeRozan is shining right now. Definitely, definitely. And uh, this comment from Ben Martin kind of kind of uh, puts a uh, point on it. DeMar moves slower than the young guys, but he plays with so much control. His shot is effortless. And that is a gr- – like, that's the thing. When everybody else se- – he's the calming factor on this team. When everybody else seems to be playing tight or getting nervous about losing leads or whatever else, DeMar is just – we did see him get fired up about a call, though. And I love seeing DeMar – because if you watch his mouth, he <laughs> – Demar be cursing the fucking refs out, but he, right. he he does it in such like he a non shit. yeah yeah he be definitely be talking to shit. But I think it's because he's not like 
as like animated about it. He doesn't get technical fouls, but Demar be talking his shit. But uh, he is. He's calm, cool, and collected out there. Demar, he knows not to steal a phrase that's popular right now or whatever, but he understands his assignment. Demar knows exactly what he needs to do to help this team, and he goes out there and does it every single night and that's the you, you can't put right. a price on that right he's definitely the mvp of this team like you yeah. you gotta give him his credit this is probably the best year of his career but again you know we gotta win yeah. we gotta win in the playoffs we gotta win when it means the most and until i see that with my own eyes and him doing this in that moment then i'll i'll, I'll get on my knees and i'll say i was wrong but we, <laughs> we gotta see yeah for sure uh next minute from uh dennis uh, Alex Caruso has been the best buy of all the buys. He had five or six stops, and yeah, yeah. Alex Caruso is everywhere. Like you can't put a a. It's not just in the stat line, right? Like I I go to plus minus a lot when I talk about Alex Caruso because I think that's a more indicative of his impact on the game. But even outside of that, look at the defensive advanced metrics for Alex Caruso. It's not just good. It's not just great. It's all time great when you look at. His, the advanced stacks when it when it comes to uh defense for Alex for AC. It's fucking amazing. That's what it is. What do you think mm. about AC out there? Man, AC is a dog. I wouldn't be surprised. And I know this is a long shot because mm. only a couple people have done it ever. But I would not be surprised if Alex Caruso wins a defensive player of the year award with the Chicago Bulls at some point. This dude's defense is amazing. He can guard one through five. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter if he's undersized. We saw him in the fourth quarter, man. It was a very, very – we could have lost the game if it, if AC wasn't out there. Because that, that still was probably the most important play of the game. I mean, we don't win that game without him being out there. So, I mean, we don't win a lot of games this year without him being out there. So, uh, I actually like him when he's starting more than, you know, with Dante Green starting. That's just my opinion. But um, Alex Caruso has been amazing this year. Yeah, and and I, I don't know. I don't know when's the last time uh, – uh, uh, Bench player one, defensive uh, player of the year. He can definitely do. I definitely can see him winning six man. But my thing is, and again, this is this is a long shot. It takes it's going to take a lot of the a deal from the Bulls and a lot of advancement and just whatever happens. But if the Bulls were to make an NBA Finals, I would not at all be surprised if Alex Caruso wins Finals MVP. How about that? In this no, in in this in the same way that Andre Iguodala won it when the Warriors won their first title, I would not be surprised yep. about that at all. Yep. That's how good he is, man. Yeah. He's he's a mad underrated dude. He's the type of guy where he might average eight points, ten points, but yeah, in the, in the finals he can go for thirty and fifteen or something crazy. He he, or he might not even go for thirty for fifteen. His stats don't always show, but he'll he'll be that guy that's consistently solid, and you know you can tell that he makes a clear impact on the team, especially when it comes to winning when he's out there. So for sure. for definitely sure. could see that for sure. Uh, let's go to this comment from FTC Reckoning. 15. We need to see some more energy fresh out of the half next game. Good effort from the boys, and this team is legit. What a team to have a, to have to start building this community on this channel with. Hey, I, I'll say this. I have been kicking around starting a, a Chicago Bulls podcast for literally about five years, but there are so many great ones out there, and again, I'm not anybody. I don't like. I don't have any insiders. I was like, you know what? Ain't no point in me starting a Chicago Bulls podcast or show. I'm so fucking glad that I did. Once the Bulls signed Lonzo, I think I, I did my first episode before the Bulls officially signed Lonzo. But there was something that I was just like, you know what? It's time to start. And I think I started at the right at the right time. But as far as the Bulls fresh, they came out 
with energy against Charlotte. And then they completely blew that away in the start of the fourth quarter. Something's going on there. And, um, you know, I don't want to keep nailing that home, but def something's definitely going on there. And I don't know if it's just energy, if it's coaching, if it's a mixture of the two. But I trust this team to figure it out eventually. They got to get this shit together before the playoffs. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, it's not going to be sweet in the playoffs, man. Teams, they play totally different. They're going to be able to game plan for you, and they're going to be able to figure you out. So yeah. if you can't make adjustments throughout the game, man, it's going to be tough. For sure. For sure. Now let's go to dreams are reality. Yeah, uh, Bam banged up. I was at the Bulls game, Bulls heat game, and Jimmy Butler looked hurt at that game. I don't know what's going on. I haven't, like, is Jimmy Butler hurt? Is that what happened? I know Bam. I know Bam uh, tore his UCL or something, so he's gonna be out. Oh, fuck. um, and I don't know. I haven't heard nothing about Butler. I have to look up, uh, research that right quick. Oh man. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep look out on that one. Um, let's see. Let's go down. I know Demar hit those uh, late shots, but Vooch was the biggest catalyst for the win, in my opinion. He was steady and locked yep. in all night, and those threes he made in the fourth. Listen. I, I can't yep. argue with that. I, as much as AC, Alex Caruso played great in the fourth quarter and had some great stops, um, Vooch was consistent. He's probably the most consistent player throughout this whole game because even DeMar had a stretch where he wasn't the best. Um, yeah, yeah, Vooch was key. Um, uh, and, and Juju, you said it earlier, is the fact that if Vooch is locked in and playing like this, right, doesn't necessarily have to be scoring 28 points or whatever he ended up scoring, but, I mean, hitting his shots right. and making the team guard him and passing the ball the way right. that he did, we're 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 damn near unstoppable on offense. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think potentially we could have the best offense in the NBA with Vooch doing that. I mean, you said it at the end. His passing, the way he moves the ball and swings the ball, and especially if, if Lonzo is hitting his shots. Like, if Lonzo's hitting his shots tonight, this is a blowout, easily. If Lonzo hits two or three more threes like he usually does, we, 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 we win at least by double digits. I, I firmly believe that because every time Vooch touches the ball, especially in the middle of the court, he always makes the right pass. And it might not result in an assist every time, but, man, Vooch is doing it all out there offensively. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, let's go to Brendan. Uh, do you think the Bulls can carry this momentum to the next game? Will Vooch continue to play the way he has been the past two games? I think Vooch is back. Like, that doesn't mean that he's still – like, again, every player has cold games. Every player is going to go through bad stretches. He may have another one. But this this is this is the Vooch that we expected to get, and he's going to be here more times than not. As far as the Bulls carrying the momentum, uh, they carry momentum game to game. Like, they always come out. It's, it's those halves that it seems like bites them in the ass. Like, they have a day in between, so they're not coming off a of back-to-back. I expect the Bulls to be locked in. Um, but don't don't forget, we beat the Nets already. The Nets are going to be trying to kill us, I think, in the next game. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think Vucevic, man, you know, um, looking at him last year and even looking at him in Orlando, I mean, um, versus this year, he, he's you, you got to understand, like, he's adjusting to being a third option. Like, yeah. he's not the guy anymore. So it's going to be a little bit different, especially uh, of an adjustment for him. So you got to give him a little bit of time. And yeah, like you said, I think he's just back. I mean, he's a pro. He's been doing this for years. And so he's back. And um, I do think the Bulls can carry this momentum into the, in, into the Nets. I'm, think, I'm thinking, you know, with the Bulls, how they're playing offensively, how Vucevic is playing offensively, they can be just about anybody in the league. Yeah. So like you said, it's about those second half adjustments. For sure, for sure. Let's go to uh, – I love this username, by the way. You, you win the night for the best username that I haven't seen before in one of my live streams <laughs> <laughs> say my name hands down demar is the best signing 
this season, considering the fit on the Bulls. By the way, who saw the James Bond movie? Billy Donovan was in it. Billy Donovan was in the latest James Bond movie. I did not know that. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think Demar is the best signing this season, regardless. And for everyone who said that they didn't see the fit, like I, I still don't know if Stephen A. Smith is really commenting since the Bulls have been playing the way that they are. But I hope them all those motherfuckers eat crow because this team is fucking legit. Yeah, man. Uh, Demar definitely easily. That's not even a question. Uh, say my name. I mean, definitely the best signing in the last you know fifteen twenty years that I would say. Um. Um, but yeah, I think what he's doing right now, um, he, he's been playing great. And um, I actually did have a couple of concerns about his fit because of his three point jumper, but mm-hmm. even that has improved this year. So it's not a lot of worries with his game. For sure, for sure. All right, let's go to uh, Jonathan Washington Jr. He says that it's safe to say that the Bulls play too fast for their own good at times. When the Knicks were making their run, it seemed like they were trying to play so fast that they lost attention to detail and caused turnovers. I agree with that. I think that's a, that's an honest representation. I don't know. And they, they, they were still playing fast in the first half, but it was more controlled. I don't know if because the Knicks started battling them back at the beginning of that third quarter, they started getting a little nervous, but it did seem like they went from playing fast in transition with turnovers to just playing fast and getting a little bit more sloppy, which continue, which contributed to them not being able to score for a little bit of stretch uh, to start that third quarter. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I totally agree. They they weren't playing. Yeah, like what you said, Um, in the first half, they definitely were playing fast, but it was more of a control type of pace. And in the second half, it was kind of out of control, and they definitely had a couple turnovers, man, and it let the New York Knicks get a lot of momentum, man, get a lot of uh, layups in transition. Um, So, yeah, we, we got to uh, learn to play a little bit more with pace, um, especially, you know, our point guard and even uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. So I totally agree with that statement. For sure. Um, somebody said that the stream's a little delayed. Let me know if you guys are still like, is it is it our videos not synced with our audio? Let me know if anything like that is going on. Um, but I so I'll keep it in the chat. Um, next, uh, we need to play Troy Brown more. Joshua Dixon. Um, I say that Troy Brown needs to earn. Like right now, he's going to get an opportunity, especially with Kobe being out, to get some minutes. How he plays in those in those minutes, I think, is going to dictate how much he plays going forward in the game. Um, he played great in the first half. Not so much in the second half, but I think I, I would hope that there was enough positive things shown in this game that he's he's going to get more minutes continually. What do you think about uh, Troy Brown Jr., Juju? Yeah, man. I mean, I've been I, I've been a little impressed by him. I mean, he's looked solid. Um, in my opinion, I want to see uh, Ao get more minutes, and we're talking about anybody off the bench getting more minutes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Troy Brown, he gives you something that Ao doesn't, and that's really his size and his length. His versatility defensively. So, yeah, I can see him getting more minutes. But, like you said, he got to earn it, man. For sure. We trying to win. Uh, Jabroni, which I think he got my award for the best username last live stream. Uh, Butler apparently has a tailbone injury. Okay. Well, we'll be watching out for that. We'll be watching out for that. Uh, Dreams are a reality. I'm loving this podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. this is. I appreciate it, man. I really, I'm doing these live streams more often because you guys ask for them. I'm going to give you guys what you need and what you uh, what you ask for. Chicago Bulls Central, you're a cool guy. I appreciate that, Mike. Uh, let's see if we got anything else about the game. Um, Lonzo had a rough night, but I guarantee you he's done multiple times this year. He'll be on point next game. He's too good to keep missing those open looks. I agree. And I think uh, next game is going to be defensively where we see Lonzo a lot because I, Lonzo on James Harden, um, 
I need to see some of that. So I think that that's going to be a good matchup. What do you think about Lonzo <laughs> bouncing back from his rough night? How do you think he's going to respond against the Nets? Yeah, um, I think he's going to bounce back. Lonzo Ball's the type of guy where, you know, he might have a night or two that's off, but he usually always bounces back, especially when it comes to his jump shot. So I'm expecting him to look a little bit better from three. And like you said, his defense is what's going to be needed because, you know, the Nets offensively, man, they're, they're a terror. They got some of the top scores in the league for the last, you know, 20 years, man, at Harden and KD. So it's going to be tough defensively. Lonzo's going to be very important. But um, looking at his past defense on Harden, even when he was on the Lakers, he usually plays elite defense on James Harden. So I'm expecting the same thing next game. So big things coming from Lonzo Ball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brian uh, Winfrey says, big lag. What do you mean? Like, so I can fix it. What's what exactly is lagging? Our video slow. Like, tell me what's lagging so I can try to fix it uh, to see what's going on. Um, so let me know down below. Keep keep telling me what's going on there. Um, let's go to no. I want to go to this comment. What about Alize getting more minutes? I I don't know why Alize Johnson is not getting more minutes on this team. Um, you would think that, especially in games like this, where the Knicks had no issue playing two bigs out there during most part of the game, why Alize with his rebounding, his energy, didn't at least get a handful of minutes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I've speculated that I think that Alizé must not be grasping the offensive scheme or the defensive scheme, something that is more than is more noticeable by a coach than us as just viewers of the game. That's what I would think, because I just don't understand why, like Alizé getting big minutes in preseason to basically being completely out of the rotation now. I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Uh, Juju, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, is it because of the addition of Derrick Jones Jr.? Or are they more or less playing the same position? I mean, well, you got to think Derrick Jones Jr. is playing out of position at the five a lot. Um, right. So, I mean, I, maybe that's it. Derrick Jones Jr. has been playing great in his minutes. But, I mean, Alizé just with his skill set offers shooting some. Like, again, I don't think you'd run plays for him. But can you think he would be able to hit an open shot? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but hey, it is what it is. All right, they send lag. It's not lagging now, so for me, man. Yeah, they, they're saying now in the chat the lagging's fixed. So hopefully we stay okay. good with the lagging wise. Um, but yeah. Um uh from Key Isaac Epps, I love the way the team stayed focused and composed, even though the Knicks fought back so quick in the second half. Oh, they lost their composure for a second. Let's let's be clear. I don't wanna Hell like yeah. they now they were able to regain it, and that says a lot about a team's um hustle their focus that they were able to regain it because there are a lot of teams that when the knicks they took what a one or two point lead at one point um there are a lot of teams right. that it, once that happened the momentum wouldn't have been able to be captured back and they would have eventually lost that game so the fact that we did battle back says a lot but the bulls absolutely did lose their composure for a stretch there um but hey like i said they were able to bring it back what do you think about that Right. Um. Thank God for our veterans, man. You know, uh, between DeRozan, um, even Vucevic, Alice Caruso, man. Um, key moments in the game, man. They made really big plays, and you know, ultimately won a, won us this game. So, man, uh, it was it's pretty much you know all of those guys. Our veterans stepped up. They helped us, um, you know, get back our focus because it was a moment in time where we lost our composure, especially in that fourth quarter. Um. So yeah, thankfully, uh, our veterans showed up tonight. For sure, for sure, and that that's and that's the, the good thing that this this team has such a great mix of youth, veteran uh, leadership, and really everything. When you look at it, we and the fact that some some of our players can still Lonzo can still get better, uh, Zach still improving so much, Io just scratching the surface of what he can be as an NBA player, um, as well as Derrick Jones Jr. 
it's still what he's 23 too i think 23 20 he can't be older than 24 we still have a lot of fairly young players that still can progress some of course probably not make huge leaps for some of them some of them from where they are now but they still can continue to progress and as they learn to play together better together they're going to have natural progression in that way too what do you think about that yeah i totally agree man uh even though we got uh, really good veterans man a lot of this team's core is really young you know lonzo ball 23 zach levine 26 which is crazy i thought he was like 28 29 this man is 26 that is amazing um, Derrick Jones Jr. Io is amazing as a rookie as well. So a lot of this team, you know, has a lot more to grow. So we haven't seen the best of this team yet. It's a lot more to come, man. So you know, Lonzo Ball gets better. Zach Levine gets a little bit better in those fourth quarter moments, man. This team is gonna be scary in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, the Bulls really could keep this core together with some a uh, few additions for for quite a, for quite a while and we forgot and i didn't even mention patrick williams still like i, I know he's out for this season oh, man. but yeah we still we still got that um let's go to alexander hall's comment right here the bulls need um two two stretch i'm guessing a stretch for rebounding and defensive guys <laughs> do you think they should pursue christian woods to go with zach and damar the, the thing is is that I, I, christian woods contract is like 10 or 11 million dollars um, the combination of players that it depends on what they want. Now, if the Rockets go into a rebuild and say, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna sell everything that we can for as many assets as we can, and we're just gonna build around the rookies that we drafted this year. All right, maybe we can get them, but I just I don't know if their asking price for him is going to be higher than what the Bulls are willing to offer. Um, what do, what do you think about the Bulls' potential to go after uh a guy like uh Christian Woods? I mean, I would love that personally. I mean, if it was, you know, 2K, but I mean, the, you know, yeah. this is real life. And I mean, with the money that he is, you know, making, and I think the money that he's going to command, uh, we would have to give up a lot for Christian, a guy like Christian Wood. I mean, he's, I'm pretty sure last year, a couple of years ago, he was borderline or down near borderline all-star. So, I mean, he, he's not going to be a cheap asking price. And, um, uh, you know, but he, he would be nice on his team. That'd be nice. I, I just don't think it's going to happen though. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, like I said, it really just depends. And don't forget, I know Patrick Williams is out this season, but he could very well be back for the playoffs. Um, And if that happens, you know, again, I don't, I don't expect him to look how he how he came back from injury this time. I don't know if he's going to come back and really be a super huge factor, Um, but we could have Patrick Williams out there. And if he can at least come back and give us some solid defense, he's going to be another solid body out there. And I, the funny thing is, like, it sucks that Patrick Williams only played, what, three games this season for us because – I think he would have worked himself back to where he was last season by now. And seeing having him on the floor with with the way that Alex Caruso can get turnovers and get us in transition, I'm Patrick Williams would have had about six posters by now, I'm sure of. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Running with this team, man. Um, and it was a couple games, man. He was getting on the start to where he was actually playing pretty solid um deep, or offensively, you know, getting a little bit more confident. Unfortunately, he did get the injury, but yeah. man, if he was on his team, the the Bulls' versatility, especially defensively, would be off the charts. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's go. Uh, in my opinion, uh, should have given Bradley minutes to help with the paint defense. Billy Donovan is a dummy for that one. Um, I mean, yeah, theoretically, Bradley absolutely gives you defense in the paint. It, he doesn't always show up like he does. I feel like like he's a player who's who has length and size, but he still plays like a small like he almost plays the same way Derrick Jones Jr. does. And Derrick Jones Jr. has more heart. What do you think about? But and again, I'm not down on Bradley. I'm just being honest with the way that I've seen him play, especially lately. What do you think, though, Drew? 
Right, I agree. Like Bradley, I don't know if it's just harder or it's just you know he's still a young player and he really hasn't had a ton of experience, so it, he's going to have to grow a little bit more, be coached up. But yeah, like you're right, man. Um, Derrick Jones Jr. just look a, a lot more impressive. He looks a lot more comfortable on the court. He's not scared of the moment. So um, I don't know about I don't know about Bradley getting minutes over um on Derrick Jones Jr. Man, yeah, and and keep in mind when Derrick the contract that Derrick Jones Jr. is on right now. The Trailblazers absolutely expected him to be a starter. Um, and so I, 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 the more minutes and the more comfortability he gets with his role, whatever that is, the fact that he's even out there playing center and playing against people like uh, Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson and, and playing them tough. Like, he's a player on this team that I like a lot, and I think is going to, as he continues to get more comfortable in his role, I, I, I think by this time, like next season, we're going to look at it and say, Damn, Derrick Jones Jr. is is amazing on this bench, is what I think we'll say at that point. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, he's a big important piece, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh stay gold bang. <laughs> that's funny. I've that's I've just now realizing your uh username. Uh I'm kind of not surprised the Knicks came back. It was the turnovers for me, though. Gotta stop that. Should have won at uh by at least 10, if not for those. Yeah, I mean, the turnovers definitely killed the Bulls, but also it was um, their inability to hit shots. Go back and look like they were completely cold shooting wise coming out of that out of halftime. And you can't you just can't have that. Like, I'm not saying don't lose the third quarter, but like to be completely for for a 20 point lead or 18 point going into half lead to be completely erased three minutes into the third quarter basically is is bad. That's bad. What do you think? Yeah, that like that's really inexcusable. But, you know, those things are going to happen, man. Um, our offense, it really became stagnant, stagnant at a point. And I mean, we, we were settling for a lot of jumpers, you know, like Billy Donovan said a, a couple games ago in the post game, man, we gotta, we gotta put a little bit more pressure, um, in the paint and at the rim a little bit more instead of, uh, settling for jump shots. So, you know, th- those were one of the reasons, you know, they weren't falling tonight. So, you know, it was, it was pretty bad night shooting overall, but luckily we got that done, man. That's yeah, all that matters. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Bulls 15 and eight right now. Um, Bow predictions, Billy D, Coach of the Year, AC, Six Man of the Year, three All-Stars, Zach Levine, All-NBA, and at least Eastern Conference Finals appearance. What y'all, I think if all that happens, if all that happens, I don't, I, like, I'll be happy as fuck. Even I, I don't even give a damn if we end up getting swept in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to be happy Whoa. as shit. No, I'm just, again, I'm excited right now. But uh, if Billy Donovan, can Billy Donovan win Coach of the Year? Absolutely. I think AK, especially with the way that the NBA kind of said that the Bulls made some overrated acquisitions, I think he can also win GM of the Year. AC winning yep. Sixth Man of the Year, I think it's possible. So nothing you're saying is out of the realm of possibility right now. Three All-Stars. Again, I think I've talked about this on my last live stream, and Drew, let me know if you agree or disagree. Uh, Lonzo Ball absolutely is going to be an All-Star while he's in the Chicago Bulls uniform. This season, though, I don't think he's scoring enough or averaging enough assists to get there. Now, the balls have super big fandoms, right? But I just don't think that that's going to be quite enough to get him in, in, um, in the All-Star game. What do you think about that, Juju? Uh, yeah, Lonzo Ball, especially this year, no. He, he's not playing at an All-Star level at all. Um, offensively, like I said, uh, his three ball is really good. But other than that, he doesn't really have an offensive scoring game. So um, I do agree that in, in a couple years, you know, maybe next season he can be an all-star, but right now, no. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to go – so he uh, made a comment a couple more down, so I'm going to come back to the other ones, but I want to go to this one. He said 58 wins as well. Man. Damn. 
that's a that's deep. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Nothing is outside of the realm of the Bulls have shown they can beat just about anyone. So anything is possible. But that is from where the Bulls were last year to go to fifty-eight wins. That's a huge leap, man. Yeah. Right. So, uh, fifteen. So if they're fifteen and eight now, what what is that on pace for? Is that I know that's more than fifty. So is that like what fifty two, fifty three? That's probably like a fifty two pace. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I that wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. I could like because, like I said, man, if Vucevic, dude. If this dude continues what he's doing, Lonzo Ball shows more growth. It's it could be possible, but I'm gonna stay more in that fifty to you know. Or 48 to 50 range. Fair enough. Fair enough there. Uh, let's go to this one. This game made me just appreciate, again, how much of a weapon Vooch is. I always believed in him. I was just waiting for him to heat up. How many other teams got seven-foot shooters? Man, we're blessed. Um, Yeah, I mean, there are more big shooters now than probably at any point in the league. But, yeah, Vooch is a, such a unique offensive player in the fact that he's a big man that can go down low and shoot, right? There's some. There's a lot of big men that shoot now. But they don't have that versatility of really going down in the middle and getting like, yeah, he doesn't play tough defensively all the time. But Vooch offensively will abuse some people down low if it need if it needs to be. What do you think about Vooch, Juju? Yeah, Vooch has been amazing. And the only other seven footers that I could think doing that is maybe like Valanciunas. I mean, he, he's leading the league in three point percentage. He also can take it down low. Um, I would say KP, but he's scared to attack the rim. So <laughs> I totally agree with, with what he said. Um, Vucevic, man, uh. When he's playing like this, man, it's it's crazy because I noticed it last game or the game against the Hornets. I'm like, when this dude is making all these shots that are wide open, the Bulls are unstoppable. So, yeah. Vooch is definitely one of the S factors of this team, man. So, yeah, I love what he's doing, bro. All yeah. right, let's, let's go to this comment from Cap Lives. Uh, uh, he's he's been on my channel a lot, so shout out to you, Cap. But uh, we'll definitely have at least two All Stars key. But to me, we're we're at best a second round bounce. I don't know, man. Man, I yeah, I, I don't agree. know about that one, man. I, like like I said, it would if it happens, okay. But the thing is, with the way that the Bulls have played, like I said, they have shown that they can beat anyone. They have been they've really been in every single game we've played, but two. That's unfortunately against the the Pacers and against the 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 Warriors. Other than that, the Bulls have been down the stretch in the fourth quarter in distance to take the games and just about every game they played. So I don't, I don't, I, I, like, yes, they could get eliminated in the second round, but at, to say that that's what they, that's the best that they can achieve. Uh, I, right. I can't get with that one. Cap. Right. I, 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 I totally agree with you. Hayes. like, I, I cannot agree with what he just said, man. I mean, looking at the Chicago bulls, they're number two in the East. And a lot of these teams, uh, the Wizards, the Heat, the the Bucks, or not even the Bucks. I would say the Bucks and the Nets are definitely teams where if we face them in the second round, I think we'll be at a disadvantage. But any other team in the East, man, um, the Bulls are beating, in my opinion, in a seven game series. So at best, I think this team is an Eastern Conference, maybe even Finals contender, depending on injury as well. We see that affects every season. So uh, I, I would I, I would say nah, that's that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Hayon uh, Brown. If I mispronounce your name, I'm sorry. But I went to thinking Lonzo is the third All-Star. He's making a good point here. If Vooch keeps playing like he did these past couple of games, he can be that third All-Star. Yeah. That I agree with. There you go. I, I yeah. went right to Lonzo. But, yeah, if Vooch keeps playing like this, especially as a big man in the East, he's he can absolutely be an All-Star. So, yeah, we could have three All-Stars very well. 
Right. And it's funny because I'm looking at his numbers, man. 15 points, 11 rebounds, four assists as a seven footer. I mean, he's really doing it all. So, I mean, if he's if he keeps scoring consistently and the points start to increase, I could see him being an all star. He still has plenty of time left. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Destin Thorne, uh, the Bulls are at a 53.5 win pace. So we were right on there. Yeah. That's that's a that's a nice place. Oh, I guess that oh I'm out smart. Let's go. <laughs> let's get it, man. All right, man. Uh let's see. We need to remain healthy, happy, and lucky. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna take some luck, right? Absolutely, especially with other teams we do de- and we've been relatively healthy, right? Like we yes, we lost Vooch to illness, right? Not not to injury. Zach has been playing through his thumb. It hasn't caused him to miss any games so far. Knock on where's some wood. Let me I cause I refuse. Yep. Um but yeah. <laughs> AC missed only one game. We've been able to stay relatively healthy. Um, we're, we're what, about a quarter of the way through the season, if not a little bit over. Um, what I would like to see the Bulls do is, if, like, they, their schedule is getting easier. They're having more space between games. Um, but I would really like to see the minutes for Levine and DeMar to come down. Um, just That's just me. I get nervous about that. I live through the Tibbs era, so I get nervous about that. But, um. Yeah. I think, but we have to have players that play right to to get more minutes to to say that and they that play well. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we definitely need to remain healthy. What do you think about the Bulls' uh, health so far this season? Yeah, man, I think health is a big thing, and I, I like I like what he said. He said lucky, and that in this COVID era with everything that's going on and the COVID protocol and anything could really pull a player out nowadays. So luck is a big thing. And also health, man. Um, I don't know about Zach. Is Zach Levine's thumb good now? I, it doesn't look like it's been bothering, but hopefully he's healthy from that. And yeah, you know, I, I like you said, I would love to see in some of these, you know, games where we're, you know, beating teams, you know, rest Zach Levine, rest DeMar DeRose, rest some of our uh, key players so we can have them healthy for the, you know, the remainder of the season. And that's why, the Bulls maintaining leads is important because what that does is it does allow you to rest your players in the fourth quarter. Had the Bulls came out and was able to hold on to that lead through the court third quarter, they probably would have played maybe three to five minutes in the fourth quarter and set down the rest and let the, the bench play. We need to be able to hold on to that. As long as we keep getting these nail biters, the starters going to have to play more minutes. As, as we know, the more minutes you play, the more at risk for inter, in, uh, injury you are. So, we need a lot of things to come together to, for those minutes to come down, as well as, like I said, the bench continue to play well. But uh, I definitely think Io is ready to take. If if you take three minutes off, two to three minutes off uh, Levine, two to three minutes off Demar, give those minutes to Io, and then let him let him continue to develop. That's what I say. Yep, love it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see what else we got. I don't know if if it plays much of a difference, but the Knicks will be playing on a back to back. Hopefully, the Bulls can take advantage of having fresher legs. The Knicks or the Nets? Do you mean the Nets? We playing on a back to back? Um, yeah. I mean, but believe me, the Nets is, are still going to be looking to try to kill the Bulls. It it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, they've been on a roll too. Like for sure, for sure. Eight and two in their last ten games. I mean, come on. When do the Bulls playing. play the Suns? I, that's the game that I'm ready that I'm r- ready to see. I don't know when it happens, but whatever it does happen, I'm I'm ready for it because that's going to be a good game. I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, let's see what else we got. How many uh, better pure scorers have the Bulls played for, played for in the history aside from Zach? Zach might be the best shooter in Bulls history. He's already what third for all time on the Bulls three point shot shooting. Is that what he's? He, I know he passed Jordan. Um. Yeah, Zach may, when it's all said and done, he may be number one in three-point shots, especially if he signs this extension, which we're all but sure he will. 
Yeah. When it's all said and done, Zach may lead or have the number one as far as three-pointers made for the Chicago Bulls. What do you think about his, his chances to get that, Juju? Oh, yeah. I, I think he's definitely going to reach that. I mean, because he, he's been balling, and it's games where he goes for like 10 and 11 threes in one game. So I definitely think he's going to get that goal. But, like, best shooter in Bulls history, I, I really got to think about that because it has been a lot of good shooters. Like, you know, Steve Kerr. If we're talking about pure shooters, I mean, uh, Ben Gordon, um, uh, Heinrich. It's, it's been a Wait, lot of pure well, shooters. He, he's, but say, he's saying specifically Bulls history. Bulls history. Bulls okay, history. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I can agree with that. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think you get that. Uh, let's go back to Key Isaac Hayes, who says, "What seed do you think we end up with?" I think at the low, with the way that they're playing now, again, in, barring injury or anything else, I think the lowest the Bulls can go is probably the fourth seed, and that's if a lot of teams get their shit together. I honestly think the Bulls are going to end up second or third. That's what I think. With a possibility of being first, depending on how other things shake. What do you think, Juju? I, to, I, I totally agree with uh, what you just said. I think I see the Bulls at the lowest being maybe a fifth seed, but that's if they're, you know, really if their season kind of turns around. Because, I mean, we're looking at the Miami Heat. They're 13-9, and nine, so they're only really like two games back. So, you know, you lose two games, a couple games in a row, you could be looking at being the fifth seed. But I agree with what you said. I think they're going to be like two to three at a big possibility of being number one. So uh, I think they'll be a pretty high seed uh, this year. Yeah. Yeah, the Bulls are going to – yeah, they're, they're, they're making the – any any conversation, anybody who's still saying the Bulls may be a play-in team, all that, like, just smack them. If you are friends with anyone who says that the Bulls are going to be a play-in team, just do me a favor, smack them, and if they say anything, say, hey, he's told you to do it. That's what that's what I got to say on that one. Um, <laughs> let's go. Oh, man. Uh, uh, greetings from Argentina. I always, again, because I grew up overseas, I grew up in Vicenza, Italy. And I was super big Bulls fan, even when I lived over. My dad's from Chicago, so I was going to be regardless. But I always love when we get Bulls fans from overseas because that just says how how widespread the Bulls fandom is. We're all over the place. Man, hell yeah. Jordan made it global. Yeah, for sure. That That's the biggest reason why. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to MC season. Uh, why do you think the Bulls can't play with a large lead and can't keep control of the game with the lead? Like I said, I think it's just the adjustments, man. I, I real, I that's that's what my mind goes. So I'm not saying that that's the ultimate answer, but that's just what I personally think of why they can't do it. I lay that at the feet of cold show, shooting at times and the coaching of Billy Donovan. Uh, Juju, what do you, what do you think? Why do you think it is that the Bulls can't seem to hold on to big leads? Well, I would say that again, it's coaching, and it, it seems like, like you said, second half adjustments. Um, in the first in the first half, we play a different way than we do in the second half, and sometimes we make unnecessary adjustments. And you know, we should roll with how we've been playing, even when we began the game. So, um, uh, sometimes I just think we we kind of uh, go away from what uh, is working best for us. So I think we just got to stick to the script and you know stick to the things that's been successful, you know, during that game. For sure, for sure. Right, hey, there you go, there you go. Um, let's see with this one, Johan. First of all, y'all usernames are fucking amazing. Why is it not letting me click? <laughs> Johan <laughs> Wangdo. Uh, that's just fucking hilarious to me. Uh, I would love to see Fire. Lonzo become <laughs> aggressive. He can unlock his true offensive potential as a six-six point guard. This team will be on top. Here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, yes. If 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 Lonzo continues to get better offensively, like at this point, really, with the way that he shoots three, if he can start hitting uh, shots in mid range and getting to the rim more consistently, you have damn near the perfect point guard. Period. Like, and and I I, I don't use that lightly, but you you are he's already the perfect point guard to be next to Zach Levine. Let's just make that clear. 
But if he can score a little bit more efficiently and be more aggressive, the thing is, like, as long as DeMar's on this team, I don't see that. But if that does happen, be on the lookout. The Bulls are, at that point, perennial uh, championship favorites, I think. What do you think, Juju? For sure. I mean, uh, having a great point guard, especially that can play both ends of the basketball at a high level, I mean, it's very important to win a championship. So I think uh, Lonzo Ball can be a key piece. And like you said, his potential to me is through the roof. I mean, yeah. uh, even a guy like, you know, he he has the same type of foundation as his brother, LaMelo Ball. He might not be as flashy or things of that nature, yeah. but the all-around skill set, the, the ability to potentially average a triple-double, I could see Lonzo Ball uh, fulfilling those things maybe once or twice in his uh, Chicago Bull career. So I think he's a a very, very key factor to this team. And if he plays well, like you said, and Vooch plays well, this team is unstoppable. I mean, and, and it's important to point out, too, like, I know the, the natural thing is to compare, compare LaMelo and Lonzo, but LaMelo is literally on a team where he is the battery in that team's back for everything that they do, right? He very much, like, is, he he's it for them. Lonzo has always been on a team with, he what uh uh why am I at superstars yeah super yeah other superstars other young players that also needed to develop or whatever else so because of that he's never really get, been given the opportunity to just go out there and do his thing he always kind of has to play within the thing but yeah Lonzo with the way that he's continued to show improvement the way that he's continued to, he's changed his whole entire shot since he came in the NBA I will never bet against Lonzo Ball never I think he exactly. can add anything so yep. All right, let's and then get... he's assistant uh, three-point percentage. That's real good for Lonzo, man. Absolutely. Let's get to some love for Juju from uh, XXXX. He said, hey, your guest is good. Absolutely. Yes, sir, man. Absolutely. Yeah, make sure, man. We coming back, <laughs> man. Let's get it. Chicago As of right Bulls, now, let's go. Juju's been the only guest I've had on this podcast, and uh, he's been great. <laughs> like So there, there you go. There's a reason for that. Reason for that. Uh, yes, the Nets on the back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, and we, but hey, we've seen the Bulls and how a back-to-back affected them. Um, they were also coming off a long West Coast trip too, but hey, never underestimate how much a back-to-back can affect the team's energy. So right, especially an older team too. They're they're pretty much an older team, so that can definitely affect them. Especially if the Bulls come out with a ton of energy. Exactly, exactly. I'm just tempering my playoff expectations. We've been burned for. Listen, I've said it before, Cap. If you've been a Bulls fan, even if you've only been a Bulls fan since the Derrick Rose era, there has been so much. P- fandom ptsd uh for this franchise i completely understand it and then if you've been a fan since the jordan era and the whole baby bulls de- debacle i listen i'm the most pessimistic bulls fan probably ever admittedly um but yeah i i completely understand that ptsd as a fan of a team is real Right. I mean, I'm pretty positive about it, you know, yeah. because it's like, man, we've had our good years and then we've had our down years. So I feel like we paid our dues. We did it the right way. We didn't, you know, pay all these super. We didn't we're not paying for nothing. You know, I feel like it's a lot of development going around here. It's a lot of good coaching. And, you know, we made the right decisions at the end of the day. So, I mean, everything that we get, I think we earn it. So that's why I think we're going to do it good in the playoffs, man. For sure. For sure. Uh, Philly Flipper says you think the Sixers can get something for that crybaby. Simmons, listen. <laughs> I, I take mental health very seriously, right? I have a I have a, another podcast that I do that I talk about very, uh, mental health a lot on. Um, and if he's having really mental health issues, I I I don't knock anybody for that, right? Anybody, because mental health issues can be paralyzing. But the thing is, is that it seemed like this mental health issues came because he didn't perform well in the playoff game. And he again, I'm not doubting the realness of of the of the mental health. But as an NBA player, guess what? 
they are going to criticize every single bad thing you do, much less if it's in the playoffs and you're bored and you're supposed to be a superstar and you don't shoot well. Um, so it's going to happen. But uh, what what do you do? You think Ben Simmons is traded before the end of the season? I know we're, this isn't a Bulls topic, but fuck it, we're gonna go ahead and talk about. it. Yeah, I mean, I think Ben Simmons, bro, looking at his potential and everything that he can do, his size, and you know, I think he definitely can be traded. He definitely has value, and um, I don't know about that mental health though, Hayes. I, I don't. I think that might be a bunch of bull, bro, because mm-hmm. it's like. Hey, bro, like, come on, you're out here in, in Hawaii and everything with these Kardashians and stuff. Like, I don't want to get too much into it, but I don't know if it's a mental health thing. I just think he don't want to be there, man. He he's, he's yeah. He said he had enough. He said he don't want to be there, and that's the end of the thing. So, basically, this is just like a, 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 a little bit of a way out of it, bro. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is that the, the Sixers are absolutely right in saying, hey, look, we're not going to move you until we get the perfect deal. Like, I, I everybody, like, a player can't just come in and say, hey, I want to go, and then you automatically just trade for whatever the next deal is. The Sixers, this, this, a trade of Ben Simmons can be, can completely change the outlook of the future of their franchise. So they need to, to be smart in the way that they do it. I don't know. I don't know, like, because his, his contract is so big. I don't know how it's going to work out. I'm not a capologist, but, you know, I'm sure at this point in time, everybody gets traded that wants to get traded. They'll eventually move him for sure. Right, especially when your agent is Rich Paul, bro. He'll get you anywhere where you want to be. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jonathan Washington Jr., I really like how the schedule worked out. Uh, get all those rough games out the way early. Go through all these growing pains and finish out the season strong with a softer schedule. Yeah, yeah. I, I really have nothing. You said it all, Jonathan. You got anything to add to that, Juju? Hey, that's an A-plus, man. Yeah, for sure. Might be the best comment of the night. Um, as far as the fourth quarter, uh, the thir- the second half issues is, uh, key Isaac Hay says, I think it's a combination of adjustments and poor execution. We need to capitalize better. Absolutely. Like there's, there's, there's something, there's something there, regardless of what it is, coaching players, there's something there. They need to fix that shit before the playoffs. They need to take this next amount of time to fix what the fuck is going on there. That's for damn sure. Right. It's a mixture of all of it. Like, it's not really one particular thing. It's not really just the coach. It's not just one player. It's everybody. And, you know, it's a part of building your team chemistry. You know, like the last comment said, you know, these are the growing pains that you're going to, you know, have to go through. So, you know, it's just part of the process. For sure. Let's go back to FTC Reckoning 15. Uh, it's far it's far ahead and things may look different and ultimately will look different. But what do you think we need to do at the deadline or in the buyout market? Um. I've always said that if the Bulls can get what they need in the buyout market, they should go that route, right? Um, but unfortunately, the buyout market usually comes after the trade deadline. But we know what the Bulls need. They need an offensive or uh, offensive focus, but ultimately a rebounding big who, to, who can alter shots and hit open shots. That's it. I, they don't, I don't think they need a star there. They just need somebody when the, when the shots open to them that they can hit those shots and that plays solid defense and rebounds the ball. So as far as who that is, I've talked about, I wouldn't mind to see Derek Favors. Um, I know people have said Marvin Bagley. I don't know ultimately what it's going to take for that now that the Bulls know that they're going to have their own first round. Because our first round pick is is probably going to be in the low 20s. If the, if the if the King said, hey, we just want to get get a first round, kind of like when we traded Miritich, we just wanted a first round pick. We almost didn't care where it was. We just wanted a first round pick for him. If the Kings say, hey, we'll give you Bagley for your for your own first round pick and to make salaries match, you know, we'll take, we'll take, 
Troy Brown Jr., whoever else. I'd do that in a fucking heartbeat. What about you, Juju? Yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing. Like, that's a really bad deal, but they, I mean, yeah. that would not be a really bad deal to Sacramento Kings. They probably they might do anything at this point. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if we fleeced them like that. But um, I would love Marvin Bagley. You know, uh, I wouldn't be mad at that. I also would love uh, somebody with a little bit more experience. I was really preaching before the season, Hayes, Boogie Cousins, man. And on the Milwaukee Bucks, he's looked really good, man. I would have loved him. Um, I'm looking at a couple other people, Mark Gasol, uh, Hassan Whiteside, you know, a couple veteran yeah. bigs. But you know, um, I, I would like I would like Bagley. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, I mean, as far I I had said I had I would be, and the reason why I was so fine if the Bulls did sign Boogie is that even if he didn't work, you can cut him. It's not like there's they're, they were going to commit big money to him. Like especially when Vooch went down. Like if the Bulls would have said, "Hey, we're going to take a look at at Boogie Cousins over these next five to six games and see what we got in him, and if he doesn't work, we're just going to cut his ass." Do that shit. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, right. but I mean, ultimately, that's not the route they go. But ultimately, I trust AK. AK has been so smart lately that I, I mm. mean, his whole career is that I would not be surprised if when he does pull off a deal, it's something that none of us have thought about. Man, AK is the ultimate finesser, man. In the NBA, man, he's known for finessing every NBA team, man. Yeah. So uh, he's going he's gonna to make something work. Any weakness that this team has right now, have faith in AK, man. He's going to get it right. So just give it some time, man. For sure, for sure. Uh, Milk Boy has this interesting thing. I think the third is pretty clearly because we don't start Caruso. So even if it's starting Javante for first, listen, it's not dependent on starting one player. We lost leads even when Caruso was in the starting lineup in the, in the third. So, no, I, 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 I get and understand why people like, like, like to hold these things on just one thing that they think is going to fix it. But that, that's not going to fix what's going on here, I don't think. Right. I mean, I do think it will help because, like I said, Caruso in the starting lineup, I think he makes the Bulls starting lineup a lot more effective. But like you said, it's not like we said earlier, it's not one particular person. It's not one particular thing. It's mm -hmm. a mixture of everybody. So that's that's what's going to have to be fits, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, XXXX makes a great point. Billy plays a lot of guys out of position. So who knows what we need? That is a great point, because like who would have at the start of the season thought that Derrick Jones Jr. would have been getting any minutes at the five. And I'm, I remember uh, one of my early videos, I said, you know, Derrick Jones Jr. is probably going to play a lot of minutes at the four. And there was somebody in the comments arguing with me saying there is no way he's going to play the two and the three. And I'm like, no, he's going to play some four at least. Now look at him. He's playing the majority of his minutes at the five. That's crazy. Right. I mean, um, yeah, we, we couldn't have guessed it. I thought Patrick Williams would have spent a little bit of time at the five, but obviously he gets injured. Yeah. Now somebody else has to step into that role. And Derrick Jones Jr. has looked very, very good in that small ball lineup. So uh, I, I like what he's doing, man. We need to keep him on his roster. For sure. For sure. For sure. And let's go to Ricardo. I went back to review the tape and I was wrong about Patrick. He can definitely be part of a championship run. Developed bulls would only become scarier on defense with Patrick. And that's and that's the key thing. A, he's 20 years old, right? Patrick Williams, he's he's in a situation where he has the luxury of letting his scoring develop over probably the next three years before we need him to be a consistent scorer. And that's only if DeMar drops off and and we don't re-sign him or whatever else. But with that being said, Patrick is in a great position where he can focus on hitting open shots when he, when when they get it to him playing amazing on defense, expending most of his energy on defense and rebounding, and just being out there playing tough. He was playing timid because he had a, a major injury, probably the first one of his life. Um, but for anyone who's saying that the Bulls should have traded or they're down on Patrick Williams or because he's not as aggressive or he's not showing that he wants to score, 
I don't think we're paying attention to what this team needs. He does not need to score. He just doesn't. And he's not going to for quite a while. What do you think, Juju? Right. I totally agree. I mean, like you said, uh, he doesn't have to rush his game and he can just, you know, uh, work on his game. Uh, He doesn't really have to, um, you know, shoot a lot of shots. Man, He just needs to focus on what he's good at, you know, rebounding the basketball, Mm -hmm. obviously knocking down his open shots and playing elite defense. So as long as he's doing those things and developing, getting better year by year, he'll be great, man. We just need him to stay healthy. That's the only thing about Patrick that I have very big concerns about it you know uh, availability is the best ability so if you're not on the court in those big moments and you got people like Derek Jones Jr. out there performing man it's going to be tough that's true that's true uh let's go uh Lucas Bishop has a hot take Lonzo is great great with Zach but DeJounte Murray in my opinion uh would be the perfect point with Zach and their boys in real life I don't know if DeJounte has the defensive intensity of Alonzo but or the intelligence uh, and basketball IQ as far as defensively to be the perfect uh, next to Zach Levine. I mean, I mean, if the Bulls would have got him instead of uh, Lonzo, I would have I would have been fine with that. But I don't I don't know if it would have worked out quite this way for the team or for the partnership next to Zach. What do you think? Right. Um, I'm looking at, you know, DJ or DeJounte Murray. I mean, he's a nice player. He he does play elite defense. I believe he was – Um, I think he made an all-defensive team one year. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. he's pretty good on defense. But like you say, he doesn't have the basketball IQ of Alonzo Ball, and those are one of the biggest factors, you know, in this comparison. And, you know, I think Alonzo Ball and, and Zach Levine are pretty close. You know, they're both from UCLA, both from California, you know, and things of that nature. So, you know, I like to fit with Alonzo more. And, and plus, Lonzo is a way better shooter. I mean, you need shooters besides Zach Levine. So, yeah. this, Lonzo Ball is one of the better shooters in the league. Jonte Murray is definitely not that. So, I like Lonzo way more. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's get to Jonathan Washington Jr. again. I've debated this for a while. Who is the better player, Zach or Devin Booker? I've argued with guys all last season that give Zach a PG-like CP3. And he'll do just as good, if not better, than Book has done. That is a debate for the ages because I honestly feel like... <laughs> I'm always going to bet on who's ever on the Bulls, right? So I'm going to make great arguments for Zach because he's on my team. But if Zach was on the Suns and Booker was on this team, I could probably make those same exact arguments. Um, but what, Zach has more length, right? Uh, he's he's in, I think he's better defender at this point than Devin Booker. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to bet on Zach. What about you, Juju? Right. Uh, I think easily Zach Levine's definitely more talented, quicker first step, better athleticism. Um, I think he's definitely more talented. I think maybe you could argue Dave, Devin Booker might have a little bit of a higher IQ maybe, but I don't know. It's it's all very debatable, bro. It's not really one guy I could choose, but obviously Devin Booker has that advantage of, you know, being in the finals and also performing in the finals. But right now, if I had to go with who's better this season, it's Zach Levine. For sure. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Jonathan Washington Jr. with another one. Do you guys think Patrick Williams' president on the court would make a difference in the Bulls' win-loss record right now? I mean, presence, absolutely, because, again, I would have expected by now Patrick Williams to work himself out of that slump and be that defensive player again. If you if you t- take a look at this, you have Lonzo, you have Patrick Williams, you have Alex Caruso, you have Io. not only b- b- playing great defense, getting in those passing lanes, playing in transition, I think, Matter of fact, I think with the way that the Bulls defense ended up working out and with Alex Caruso playing more minutes, possibly with Patrick Williams, that we would see Patrick Williams scoring more just being out on the break with Alex Caruso in transition. What do you think about that, Juju? Yeah, I totally agree. By this time um, in the year, I think Patrick Williams would be a a really – totally different player than what he was at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it would really depend on, you know, 
what Patrick Williams we get, though. I mean, if he's playing really confident and he's looking to score the basketball when he's open, um, I think he's definitely, definitely, he takes this team to a different level. But, you know, it's all dependent on if he can stay healthy, man. That's the biggest thing, man. It's really scaring me. Yeah. I mean, the the health thing is going to be a concern. Um, I mean, he's going to have to show it. Like, at this point now, like, he has to be healthy for quite a while. And he may very well come back. The thing is, is that, um, he can probably he can keep his conditioning right. It's his wrist, so he can keep his conditioning to a degree. Um, once once the because I think he's in like a brace or whatever. Once that's off, and he can start shooting some again or whatever else. Patrick Williams may come back a in great shape, still with with probably maybe better conditioning than what he came into the season with. And like I said, I don't think the Bulls go right back to starting him. I think he comes off the bench if he does for a playoff run. And Patrick Williams coming off the bench to guard people and, and play just defense is going to definitely make a difference. Um, but as far as it doesn't make a difference for the Bulls win-loss record, um, yeah, because I think some of the things that we've we've been affected with by size, I think Patrick Williams would have eliminated some of that. And Juju made a good point earlier in the in the uh, stream too. Patrick Williams absolutely would have saw some, some time at the center. And what does that do? So, Right. Like tonight against Julius Randle, um, I, Patrick Williams on here would have made a big difference, man. Yeah. And even the game, the first game that we did lose to him, uh, I think, yeah, Patrick Williams, man, he ma- he makes a very big difference, man. So, yeah, I could see us definitely winning a couple more games if he was in the lineup. For sure, for sure, for sure. Let's see. Stay Gold Bank says, I'm just waiting to laugh at what Stephen A has to say about the Bulls tomorrow. He's probably... I, like I said, I, I don't. Stephen A. Smith has lost all credibility for me. Them, that, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> oh man, Stephen A. Bro, he, he just don't like Lonzo. That's what it is. He he can't. He'll <laughs> never accept the team that has Lonzo Ball at the starting point guard position. He's went at it with his father, Levar Ball, plenty of times. Stephen A. Don't like Lonzo. That's all that is, man. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, let's go to Dwayne Storm. We got to clean up those third quarters and the playoff. Great teams are going to take advantage of that. And I know that the that the selfless group of players can fix that, but it happens way too often. Uh, yeah, good W though. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what we said at the beginning of the stream. Absolutely, like you you give a team uh like uh, again the Knicks would have taken uh, take took advantage of it. And they very well could have this game. We just worked it out, but like that can't happen against the Bucks. That can't happen against the Nets. Um, because if that stuff happens, it's going to get ugly very very fast. Yep, definitely got to clean that up. And um, you know tomorrow's gonna be. A real wait, is it tomorrow when we play again? No, we don't play again till Saturday. Saturday. So yeah, yeah so Saturday is gonna be a real big test, you know, uh, because we're playing against the Nets. They're gonna be in the back to back. So, you know, it, it's gonna be another um growing moment. So you know, hopefully we can, you know, get a little bit better. For sure, for sure. Uh Beerus, uh, do y'all really think we can beat a healthy Bucks, Nets, or Sixers in a seven game series? I said it before, and I'm gonna stand by this. Yeah, the Sixers scare me. Those teams scare me. I'm not saying that. They shouldn't be favored against the Bulls. But I absolutely think the Bulls can win against any team in this league. That's what I think. Totally agree. Um, 76ers and all these teams, really, they do give us a little bit of a disadvantage. You know, Giannis, Embiid, especially on the paint. But I just think when the Bulls are clicking, man, their offense, like I said, it can go with anybody in the league. And then on the perimeter defensively, they have two of the top point guards defensively in the league at the point of attack. So that's going to be one of the bigger things as well. So like you said, Hayes, man, I could see this Bulls team beating anybody, especially in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. 
for sure, for sure. Let's get back to FTC reckoning. Um, I don't think that it's crazy for Levine to be the best shooting guard in the league right now. He's explosive at the top, uh, at at a top three off the dribble. Uh, he's explosive and a top three off the dribble. Three point shooter in the league brings it on both ends now too. Who are we? Who he uh, is? Yeah, yeah. I mean. He is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you consider Paul Georgia, is Paul Georgia wing or guard? I consider him a wing, especially while right. uh, while uh, Lowry's out. I'm sorry, not Lowry. What the fuck? What's Kawhi's out? Why Kawhi's out? So Kawhi, yeah. right? So I mean, his competition is basically Bill, and I think Levine's basically clear of Bill. Then you got Harden, and I think, like I said, Levine's been playing at a higher level than James Harden this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got guys like um, I can't actually think after that. That's it. Zach Levine's best shooting guard in the league. That's crazy, man. That's wild. But yeah, Zach Levine is the best shooting guard in the league. We're, we're putting our stamp on it right now. So there you go. This is the dimension. There you go. The imagination. Um, All right, I had to fix that. My bad. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Even though the Bulls are obviously a problem in the Eastern Conference, how much more of a problem are they if they can pull off? This win against the Nets after two. Uh, listen, they're they're like it's not one game isn't going to change or, or affect how much of a problem they are. But uh, they beat the Nets already this season, and I think we can beat the Nets yep. again. So that's what it boils down to. Um, especially if again it, it comes down to the fact that we have Lonzo who can disrupt anybody. Like I trust more Lonzo's ability to disrupt, not completely stop James Harden, but to disrupt James Harden than I do. To trust that it, the Nets can do anything to disrupt Demar and Zach in the same game, and now that Vooch is back playing, right? Vooch, yep. and uh, matter of fact, the Vooch played solidly, not great against the Nets last time, but now that Vooch is back playing, playing like this, listen, I'm not saying we should be favored again. Make let me make be clear, I'm not saying we should be favored, but I'm saying the Bulls. It's going to be an interesting game. That's for sure. I I can absolutely see the Bulls winning that game. With, yeah, yeah. I do think this will be a little bit of a statement game because, you know, the, these two teams right now, they're fighting for that first seed. So, you know, this could be the game that, you know, gets the Chicago Bulls on the roll, but they do have a little bit of a tough schedule after that. But, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, Hayes. You know, the Chicago Bulls, they can pretty much compete with anybody, especially when you have, you know, not only Lonzo, but Alex Caruso, man. Those point-of-attack defenders, man, are probably the best in the league. And with Vucevic doing what he's doing offensively, not just scoring, passing the ball, also rebounding, and, you know, making good decisions, being a good veteran presence. I mean, this Bulls team is scary, and they could definitely beat the um, Nets, not only, you know, um, the Nets game, but maybe potentially in a seven-game series as well. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's go to – I listen, I, I hate when people – my name, my real name is Cordero, and I hate when people ruin it. I'm not even going to attempt to murder your name, sir. I'm not going to do it. But I will read your comment, though. Do I have to think about it? Uh, in those games against the 76ers, Vooch didn't play well, and we were close in our losses. So imagine if Vooch shows up. There you go. I mean, that says it all right there. There's not much more to add to that after that. Say I Oganubi. Hey, tell me if I said that right. I think I, I, think I tried my best, my guy. You're, you're, yeah, you're braver I than you I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, against, uh, he said, those guys against Philly, Nikola didn't play well, and we were close in our loss. So, man, yeah, right. I mean, if Vucevic shows up, we can beat a lot of these teams that, you know, we lost to earlier in the season. So, right now, we need to get that same production out of Vuce, man. I agree with that statement. For sure, for sure. 
Uh, let's see. To be honest, the book, the Bucks and the Sixers are really the toughest teams for us to worry about. But if we can get home court, it's going to be tough for anyone in the seven game series. If the Bulls have, if the Bulls have home court against the Bucks and the Sixers, that changes a lot. I don't think they're going to have home court against the Bucks. I know that right now we're above the standings in the Bucks, but I do expect the Bucks to get back to the one seed. That's just what I expect. Um, but yeah, we all know. Listen, Chicago is a tough city to play in when the Bulls were bad, right? Now the Bulls winning and in the playoffs and a team that actually can compete. Listen, it's it's the playoffs are gonna in Chicago are gonna be amazing to watch. Amazing to watch. Right. Man, that's gonna give us those dare, especially with the red jerseys, man. We yeah. need to get back to those black alternate man. That's gonna give me them Derrick Rose vibes, man. It's it's gonna be crazy, man. Uh the the you already know the people in Chicago go crazy for the Bulls. So I mean, having home court advantage, man, that could potentially put us not only in the Easter Conference Finals, but in the finals, man. So that's a very big factor, bro. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, let's see. People always comment about the Bulls being ISO heavy, especially DeMar, but I don't think the fans get um, and they're getting getting now. He's very efficient at that. Contested shots work better than open for him. LOL. Here's the thing. I, I've said this before. Down the stretch, especially, DeMar plays heavy iso ball because he can get to the free throw line. It's not even just about getting the shot. It's about him trying to get to the free throw line. And that can completely change games to get easy shots. Um, he does. This team does do iso ball sometimes when they don't need to. So I won't say that they won't absolutely. But a lot of DeMar's iso I think comes within the uh, plan of the game. That's what I think. Juju, what about you? Right, I agree. That's that's really the game plan. And, you know, DeMar Rose has been successful at the ISO ball. So, you know, you're going to have to, you know, kind of cater your offense towards that, you know, DeMar DeRozan play style. And, you know, yeah, a lot of people say, you know, the ISO ball isn't going to work. And I do agree at certain moments in the game, especially in the fourth quarter, or if you're not having a good game overall, or, you know, if you see a teammate cooking, you know, maybe you should give it up. But for the most part, man, DeMar DeRozan's ISO ball is what's going to win us games. A lot of games, especially close ones. Be on the lookout for that in the playoffs, too. His ability to get to the line and get people in foul trouble is going to be something that I think while we're seeing now a lot of teams are fine with it, I think it's going to make so much easier because instead of fouling him, they're going to try to double him down low. And if they continue to make more passes and open shots, it's it's going to be dangerous. We're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. We're going to be a tough out for anyone in the playoffs. That's for damn sure. Hell yeah. We not getting swept or, or none of that 4-1. Uh, it's it's going to be six or seven games. They're going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. I understand the win's a win, but at the same time, if you do this, what you did against the Knicks, against the official NBA teams, they're going to kick your ass. We have to – well, here's the thing. We've done this about in almost every – when that we've had we've lost big leads um so i mean yeah yeah you don't want to do it like let, let's make it clear i don't want to say that you don't want to do it now i do trust the bulls ability to get out of it because as much as they can lose big leads they've shown that they can erase big leads as well for for a lot of teams but yeah you you ultimately if you're playing with the leads you want to hold on to the lead and make that game as easy as possible for yourself what do you think? Right. Yeah, I agree with what you said, man. And this is the NBA. So, you know, sometimes when you're playing against these teams, you're not always going to be able to keep a lead, you know, against a, a really good team, especially if they're good defensively. So sometimes those things happen and, you know, it gets to the point where it's about your team's mentality and the perseverance. And I think this team shows a lot of perseverance even in those moments. So I think those are the, you know, positives to take away about this team this season. For sure. For sure. Um, so we are going to go five more minutes. We're going to hit to 1130. So get your questions or anything in. Um, 
Who's been the best player for the Bulls so far, in your opinion, between Levine and DeMar? Either way, they've been 1A, 1B, rather than 1-2. I agree with that. Um, I think DeMar, he's been more consistent, in my opinion. And it, I, I, Levine is absolutely still our best player, but I think Levar, um, DeMar has been the better player and the more consistent player so far this season. Right, I agree. I think overall, like we're just talking about from the scope of like basketball, who's better? I would say Levine is better, you know, overall. But for the Bulls, who's been the best player is obviously, you know, DeMar DeRozan. He's just, you know, won us more games than uh, Zach Levine. And without him, man, we we would not be number two in the in the Eastern Conference without DeMar DeRozan doing what he's doing. So I agree with you, Hayes. Definitely. Right, let's go to Leonardo D. Todd, life coach and counselor. That is a long-ass username, my brother. Um, Stephen A. <laughs> is you like him, man, when it comes to giving the Bulls their props. Listen, Stephen A. Smith, I, 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 Juju hit it on the head. Like, as long as Lonzo's on this team, he's not going to give the Bulls their props. That's his period. Facts. Yeah, yeah. Unless they win, like, a couple championships or something. But The Bulls can, make to, can win a title this season, and Stephen A. Smith on the next day would be saying – the Bulls would have swept them if it wasn't for Lonzo Ball being on this team. That's what Stephen A. Right. Right. Facts. But, um, Facts. Stay gold, bang. My Apple Watch died trying to monitor my heartbeat in that third quarter. I can't live. Listen, I get so frustrated when the Bulls lose big leads, man. I'm pacing back and forth in my living room. Like, one day I, I need to live stream while I'm doing this shit, or at least record it so you guys can see my ritual. Because when the Bulls get to losing big leads, I probably burn more calories d during that moment than the rest of the damn day, for real. Oh, you! I, oh yeah, I forgot you don't stream the Bulls games, man. Yeah, yeah. that would be hilarious, man. The third quarter would be crazy, bro. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Uh, DeMar is on a mission. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about this uh, as a topic before we end and for a question for me to throw to Juju. DeMar keeps playing like this. Where does he rank in MVP voting by the end of the season, do you think? Um, well, I know Curry and KD is going to be one and two, so I definitely think he can be third depending on how successful the Bulls are. But looking at them being the number two seed in the East, and they're clearly like, I would say, you know, uh -oh, oh, I'm forgetting about the Suns, man. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. DeMar DeRozan, I think he could be third in MVP voting. Okay. All right. I, I, I said it before. I had a video on it, actually, that I think – I think DeMar is going to get MVP votes very similar to the year that Joe Kim Noah, where he finished like fifth in MVP voting. I think it's going to be something yeah. like this. And that's that's if the Bulls, you know, depending on how far they go, if they get to 55 wins plus, yeah, it's probably going to be third. And that's going to be great. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like if they get to where uh, Brody said earlier, he said like 58. 58 They're wins. 58. Yeah. Yeah. He, he might he might get number two in votes, man. We, we can see that. So, yeah. I can see it. I tell you right now, if the Bulls get 58 wins, like, I, again, I don't think it's going to happen, but let's just, for the sake of argument, say they do get 58 wins. The party that I'm going to throw before the playoffs <laughs> even start is going to be criminal. The cops will show up to my house. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> hey, man. That's going to be crazy. What's the name of that movie? What's the name of that movie where they had the party at the oh, house? Oh, Project X, X. Was that what it's called? Project yeah. X? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Project Bulls, man. It's going to be crazy. Yep, for sure. Uh, with the Nets, a small team, would you start Caruso over Javante to lock up Patty Mills and Hard? No, because I think I, Lonzo and, and, and um, Levine are going to do a great job defensively. I don't think you need to bring – I think what Caruso – does for that bench unit is too important, especially because, like you said, them being a small team. So a lot of Javante's, even though he plays bigger than that, but I, 
I don't I don't think you need to throw in Caruso just to start one game. I don't think so. Right. This lineup right here, uh, especially with, like I said, Vooch working and things of that nature. Javante Green, I think that's enough to start him. Like you said, Levine's defense is definitely much improved from last year. So uh, their, their defense right now is good enough to where you don't really necessarily need Caruso to start. He's definitely more important off the bench, you know, because they need that type of presence, you know, that can lead the bench unit. So I think he's more important in that role. For sure. For sure. Let's go to JBH. This is the best Bulls postgame show, Talking Bulls Basketball. Listen. Okay, here I'm gonna toot my own horn for just a second, right? And this is this is a moment that to me just kind of solidified to me that I must be good at this and people must enjoy it. Is that the last couple of times I've live streamed, my typical routine is after I'm done, I go about my day. I play 2K and I listen to another Bulls podcast. It's usually what I do after I do this for about an hour. And I looked at my live stream. I had a I had almost a thousand people watch it. And I looked at Locked On Bulls live stream, and I almost doubled their viewers. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I love. I'm I'm not nearly as good as Locked On Bulls. Shout out to Big Dave and uh and uh Mark over there. But like, I literally w- looked at that and it was like, what people watched me over them? That shit is crazy to me. Right, bro. You're bro, dude. No, don't even do that. Don't. Yeah, toot your horn, bro. Whatever. Toot the train whistle, whatever, bro. You're a legend, bro. You're a certified legend, bro. Like like you said, man. Right, shout out to Big Dave, bro. But this show right here, this is the best Chicago Bulls show on YouTube, man. No, nobody touches you, man. Everybody needs to give Hayes his flowers, bro. You do a great job, man. Really much appreciate you, man. You do your thing, bro. I appreciate that, bro. I, I really do. I, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate everybody. I can't believe I... It's four months, bro. I can't believe what, what we've done in four months. It's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. Um, Let's, let's finish up these... Uh, no more questions for me, but Juju and Hayes, have a good night. Great stream. I love this channel. I'm already looking forward to the next video. And remember my bold predictions. I might be right. Listen, I'm telling you right. I need to screenshot this. Let me let me go ahead and, and do the little snipping tool to save that. Because Key Isaac Epps, if the Bulls get to 58 wins, I'm dedicating a whole vi- The party in which I'm going to turn the amount of copious amounts of alcohol I will be consuming when the Bulls get their 48th victory, 58th victory. I'm dedicating all that shit to you, my brother. All that shit. <laughs> <laughs> man, unfortunately, man, you know, I said the alcohol sound nice, man, but I'm going to have to wait a couple years for that, man. So hopefully the Bulls in a couple years, you know what I'm saying? i say about two, three years, they doing the same thing, and I can have that same feeling, man. <laughs> yeah, man, listen. All right, tequila is my shit. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. What kind of move do you think we make at the trade deadline? Again, four. That can rebound a Russell. That's all it is. Hayes MVP show. Yeah, yeah, he showed up this show. That's for sure. Uh, let's do this one. 4K camera, honesty, facts, and only facts. PTSD, the best Bulls YouTube channel. Thank thank you. Thank you. That's all I'm going to say. I appreciate y'all. Y'all not going to be making me smile on this shit. Take our dub. We ain't yeah. going. Had to blow the Knicks up. Yep. Appreciate you, my brother. All right, that's, like you're gonna have to put me on the setup, bro. Like you're gonna have to like put out a setup video or something, man. That's the only thing you're missing. Hey, right, man, I ask people if they be in because it's a sports show, so I, 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 but I'll do it for sure. I'll definitely do it one day. I may, maybe as like a shorts or something. But I, you guys will see my setup because it's it's legit. I have two sides to. The, I actually have three sides to the studio, but the other ones, my kids do some shit over there. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's my shit. It's my shit. Ricky Fontaine, man, it's your first comment tonight, man. I was looking for you. Give Hayes his flowers. He deserves it. He is here, top of the morning with Bulls News, the bearded Bulls fan. I appreciate that, bro. You already know. I appreciate that. You've been supporting me for a while. 
Um, all right, last. This is the last comment. I hate leaving. Would you trade for Pat? Would you trade Pat for Jeremy Grant or Christian Wood? No, no. I, I again, I tr I think the potential of Patrick Williams and what he can be at what he did at 19 years old and guarding the other team's best players. Yes, he started off this season, but he's 20 years old. Keep in mind, there are going to be rookies in the next two seasons that come in the league that will be older than Patrick Williams at that same point in time. No, I'm, I'm not I'm not giving up. Pat Patrick Williams would have to have two consecutively bad seasons before I'm willing to give up on his potential. What about you, Juju? What would it take for you to give up on uh, Patrick Williams' potential? And who would you be willing to uh, trade him for? Uh, well, for me to give up, it would either have to be injuries or, you know, he just never really gets fully confident at his offensive game. But uh, those guys, on I wouldn't trade Patrick Williams for those guys. Those dudes play kind of selfishly. And I like the the unselfish nature about uh, Patrick Williams. And I think that's going to take his career a long way. So I wouldn't really give up anything unless maybe it's potentially some type of superstar, which, you know, maybe could happen with AK. But, nah, not no young player or nothing like that. No Christian Wood or nothing, nah. Yeah, it, so the only way that I would trade Patrick Williams right now, let's say that there's a team with a disgruntled superstar that wants a, a great potential piece, and they believe in the potential. I don't. I'm not going to put a player a certain name on it. I don't like doing that. But if the Bulls literally can get a perennial All Star that is not too old, right? I'm thinking 24, 25, 26 age range for Patrick Williams. I would be okay. I would be happy with that deal. I would understand it. But right now, there's. I'm not looking to include Patrick. A team would have to call me with a great trade because I'm not shopping around Patrick Williams for anything. Well, like, would you, would you, okay, like, okay, you see, you say you don't like to do names. Would you trade Patrick Williams for Brandon Ingram? I would. I would, too. That's just me. Yeah. No. I, because, and, and here's the thing, because I think Brandon Ingram, again, for a lot of the things we talked about with, with Zoe, he's always played on a team with, a, with a, a superstar. But I think Ingram, when it's all said and done, is going to be a top 20 player in the league. Damn, so you high on Ingram. Okay. I am super See, I'm high, not that high on Ingram. I Okay. I'm super high on Brandon Ingram. And probably irrationally so, right? But I will say this. <laughs> yeah. One, 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 of the la one of the last NBA games that I went to, I haven't been in the NBA game since COVID. One of the last NBA games I went to, I can't remember who they were playing, but Brandon Ingram went off for like 28, 29 points. And watching him, it looked so effortless. Like, yes, that's not something he does consistently, but I think that's absolutely colored my um my opinion on brandon ingram because he's just right I, I see high potential in him he probably won't hit it but i see high potential in brandon right it, it would be a little bit of a weird fit too because you know him and demar Derozan kind of play a similar uh type of game so exactly. but you know I, he's versatile so I, I think he'll make it work but yeah that's that's just hypothetical i was just throwing that out there yeah, for sure for sure <laughs> All right, bro. Juju, plug your channel, your social media, anything you want to plug. Let's get the hell up out of here, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Y'all yeah, can follow my Twitter, my Instagram, my YouTube channel. It's all, you know, Juju knows hoops, man. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you, Hayes, for having me up here, man. It was a fun night, man. We definitely got to do this more. Definitely. We're going to be doing this more and more often, man, for sure. Um, but that's it. Uh, you guys know where you can follow me. You can follow me at Bull Central Pod on every uh, social media platform that I'm on. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmo.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so. I don't have it memorized. I'll put it in the description, though. I apologize. Uh, but that's it. I'll be doing a mailbag episode tomorrow. Um, other than that, I'm out. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.